Hello, and welcome back, you. Yes, you. Last week, a party of five cleared out the remainder of the Shahuagin caves, securing the fish for the people of Basimph and transported them back safely. As a thank you, they were allowed to stay in the town as long as they needed, free of charge, while they wait for the merchants to return. They decided to use this time to visit the town's market, talking to Reb the blacksmith and upgrading Flint's cutlass, as well as lightning Kyrie's armor. They also talked with Bulgeye and revealed some interesting things about Little Bird's history. After a long day, rest came swiftly. However, the party was rudely awoken the next morning by someone demanding to see them. What could this mean? My name is Ashley, and I play Little Bird. Hi, my name is Bree, and I will be playing Kyrie. Hi, I am Nyx, and I'll be playing Avani. Hi, I'm March, and I play Flint Bright. Hi, my name is John, and I'll be playing Gooey. And I'm Rob, the makeup lore on the spot DM, and welcome to the homebrew. As Bree handed over your weapon, you heard a, Where the fuck are they? You hear glass breaking downstairs. It only seems to be, like, one dude shouting and making a lot of noise. Um, Bree is going to look at you all with a look of, like, fear and confusion. and just going to... She looks at you all and goes, uh, I'm going to go deal with him. Just give me a moment. And she jumps down. What are you all going to do? Uh, I would like to stealth and try to get somewhere where I can get an eye on the place. I mean, you're all in the building above where it's happening at the moment. Yeah, I'd like to get outside and see if I can get somewhere to get an eye on the, the guy in the tavern without being okay. spotted. Um, uh, I mean, he's in the tavern making a lot of noise, so without rolling, you do it anyway. He's just making a lot of noise, knocking over cups and stuff, and shouting at Bree, asking where they are. Do we know where the others are? Can we, like, hear them or something? You're all, you all are in the same room. Yeah, but I mean, um... There's like a ruckus going on. Can we tell how many people there are? Uh, it, by the sounds of it, it's just one dude making a lot of noise downstairs in the tavern. Hmm, okay, maybe um, because I believe last time uh, Ovani was heading out. I think that maybe Ovani would guide Kyrie downstairs because she's still like hangover and such. Yeah, you are. You are very hungover, Kyrie. <laughs> Stumbling down the stairs on. <laughs> oh, everything's yeah. bright. Oh. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> Dragging my feet. I'm literally yeah. just a liability right now. Uh, little Bird is stealthed behind a barrel by the front door. And Kyrie and Ivani come down the stairs. You hear the tavern door <laughs> swing open. And he walks out going, where are they? Tell me where they fucking are. Now. Oh, you're being too Can fucking I loud. Jump this out hour. and smack him with my knuckle duster. Uh, yeah, roll a d20. 12? 12 is his AC, so it just hits. 4. Uh, I think roll it's damage. only a d4. 5. 5? Yeah. Okay, you jump out from behind the barrel and just straight into his leg. And he's like, ah, oh, you little shit, I'm only here to fucking talk! <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> just gonna sort of slowly reform and oh. yawn, 
with like a mouth that's just kind of like stretches his head backwards and almost his entire chest just opens just yawns the massive mouth just looks to oh, it's never looks, gonna get, i'm never gonna get used to that <laughs> just looks to the captain rubbing his eye but his hand just goes into his head for a little bit and says where what and just turns white <laughs> So, uh, I'm silent disgust. Yeah, so as as I'm looking at this guy, what does he look like? Um, from what you can tell, uh, he's got a hood up, but you can see like rough kind of eyebrow length brown hair coming down in front of his face. Pale skin, he's a human from what you can see. Um, quite a square jaw. Not the heftiest built, but you know, he's He's a he's a relative size. He's wearing like patchwork leather armor and stuff. Right, so he, he kind of looked like uh, just a random dude. Yeah, yeah. He looks at little bird. He's like, "Why the fuck did you hit me? I'm here to fucking talk." Uh, <laughs> I want to say in Kyrie's voice, uh, fun. <laughs> he's gonna like rub his leg and he'll be like, "Yeah, sure. Come with me. Boss wants a word. We've got plans." He's gonna waddle down outside as well and just see where everybody else is. <laughs> like a wacky, waveable, inflatable arm man coming yep. down the stairs. Yep. No steps taken, you just slide down <laughs> step yeah. by step. <laughs> just fall through the, the gaps in the steps and just. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's like of... pushing Play-Doh through one of those fucking oh. things. <laughs> I think he goes down the stairs like a slinky. <laughs> That's, exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to see. <laughs> see where everybody else is, and just completely obvious of the tension in the air is just kind of like waves everybody happily. <laughs> he looks at you guys. There's, there's more of you than there were before. Just gonna shrug and motion to like lead the way. Okay. Regardless, I'm sure. Uh, we can deal with this. He starts. Are you all following? Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. We'll leave like ten feet between us, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. If Kyrie gets someone to drag them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll drag. <laughs> I'm assuming Ovani's got like their arm wrapped around you and underneath your armpit, kind of propping you up as you it's walk. Kyrie's just slowly, like, just falling back to sleep because <laughs> can't be bothered. <laughs> He uh, motions to one of the guards and the gates swing open. And he looks back to check on all of you and he's like, Come on, boss wants to meet. And starts picking up the pace a little bit, heading towards the woods to the uh, right of the town. Mm. Have you ever been there before? This part of the woods? I mean, it's a big wooded area. You've been to a section of it when you met uh, Gooey and stuff. It's just a big dense wooded area that kind of stretches between um, Bay Synth and like near enough to the plateau where Fapenwall was. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But is it is a, a large wooded area. Is the captain coming with us? Yeah, I'm following. <laughs> Yui does not do well with the run as I believe they are the slowest in the party. <laughs> it, it's not a run, it's more <laughs> of like a brisk walk. Hmm. Maybe more like a brisk slide for mean men. <laughs> just doesn't even walk, just kind of like stays in one position and just so sort of slides across the crown like yeah. two posts. 
Uh, after about 10-15 minutes of briskly walking, you encounter like a, a sizable, like, it, it's a lot less dense of trees here. There's like, you know, you can see the ground and see the sun above you and stuff. And you can see uh, probably about, probably about 90 feet in front of you, there's like a, a river that's slowly trickling. And uh, he turns around and he goes, well, you're ready. And he pulls his sword out on you. I'd like you all to roll initiative. So, as he turns around and draws his sword, you can see three other bandits kind of push out from behind trees, and one across the river, slightly uh, dressed slightly different to the rest, whereas the rest of them are wearing this patchwork leather armor. This one seems to be wearing, like, a long, dark robe uh, with, like, frayed cuffs. Like, they look like they're supposed to come down past the uh, hands, but they've been, like, torn and ripped and damaged over time. You can see, like, red stains along the inside, uh, along the inside of the cuff and stuff like that. He has a hood up with, again, another, like, red brim that's frayed around the front to reveal more of his face. And he's wearing a very similar mask to the cultist that you fought previously in the cave behind the, um, what do you call it? The black market. Apart from this time, from the center of the forehead, there's a very familiar horn. And upon closer inspection, you notice it's the, the one surviving horn that Calanthea had is now embedded into the front of this mask, and two red lines have came down from it, make their way on the inside of the eyes, and then down where the cheeks would be. First is Gooey, surprisingly. Is number five the one in robes? Yes. Okay. Uh, Gooey. Yeah. Are these these five feet squares? Yes. 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 Okay, we'll reach. Uh, just going to draw the outline of a small circle, thrust the staff through, and cast firebolts at the person across the river. At if... number five? Yes. Okay. Number five was the number But you want me to move? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The one in robes, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Alright, so that will be... Oh, God. Eleven? Uh, Eleven doesn't hit. Wait, it's on the threshold, so it does hit. My oh, God. Do that. Uh, okay, so they take uh, five points of fire damage. Okay, as you draw this circle with your staff in the air and then tap it, a fireball whizzes in between everyone, <laughs> nice. yourselves and the, the people included, and just cracks this robed one in the chest. The, the cloth that it was wearing, like the robes, kind of burn and tatter and reveal like what looks like human skin but it has that same kind of texture and consistency looking to it as the inside of the mask when you picked it up Nyax and it kind of Um, reels back a little bit oh god okay Um, going to move um, probably Three squares upwards, and that'll be my turn. Okay, okay. Blah, blah, blah. You're now hiding underneath a tree. Mm-hmm. Okay, then it is Bandit One, the one that lured you here. He is gonna 
He's already facing you. He's going to run straight at Little Bird as punishment for Little Bird cracking him in the fucking kneecap. <sighs> He's running at you with a little bit of a limp. He fucking does hurt. Like, fucker. Um, he is going to draw his uh, scimitar and just go to cleave upwards on you. Uh, that is... Um, that is going to be... D20. 14. Yes. Okay. As he swings the sword upwards, his like knee kind of buckles slightly and he loses balance a bit and it just... Over the top of your head. It does catch a feather and, like, slice a feather in half, but... I'm gonna, like, laugh at him as he falls, and then as I notice the feather's come, like, No! Well, it's your turn, so what would you I like to do? I would like to fucking go for the throat with my compassion. Okay. He is, um, a human, so he is... You're small, Well, he right? fell down. He's not, like, on the ground, on the ground. Like, as he went to swing, his knee buckled and bent, and he just swung over the top of you. He's still stood up. He just lost his balance. Fine, I'm gonna try and fucking just cut him. I don't care. Attack him! Fifteen. Fifteen hits. Uh yay. Eleven. Eleven? Uh as you like go to attack him, the curve of your capesh hits in the stomach and just straight across and just completely like removes everything from his interior. You've just disemboweled this man. It's gonna, he collapses to the ground. Just. I was going to say, I'm just going to put a, like, a hand on his chest and push him over. And I'm going to look at number three. I'm going to move 15 feet towards him. Yeah, 15 feet towards him. Okay. Uh, give me a second. To, do, 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 do. Number three, you moving diagonally? Yeah. So, 5, 10, 15. You're also under a tree. I like how Little Bird is again at the very front. <laughs> I have nothing else. <laughs> Watching this happen and still like chest kind of smoldering and bubbling a little bit from the impact of uh, Gooey's fireball, <clears throat> the, um, the masked person at number five is going to take out one of its hands, which, you know, is human in comparison to what you can see of the chest. I just tear the tip of all four fingers on the horn and is going to yell as they do it in some some like deep grungy like I don't know how to like do it he's gonna go and fire he like flicks his fingers forwards from his thumb uh, towards um, how far is it that little bird, because you're in range. Yep. Uh, the blood forms into thin, uh, like, sharp darts. 13. Yes. So that doesn't hit. As he does it, it looks like he's not used to doing the spell yet, and halfway through they flutter and lose their form, and blood just splatters on the ground in front of you. Uh, it is now Flint's turn. <laughs> Oh god, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> Killing things. Can I use my action to dash to where Little Bird is? 
I mean, you can. I don't know if it's. Use your movement oh, I to can... get there. <laughs> a good dollar was on it, yeah. <laughs> 10, 15, 20. Yeah, you can get next little bird. You can even get all the way up to number three if you Actually, want. Actually, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> da, da. So you're. Do you want to be next to him or like on a diagonal? Uh, Am I still in melee range? Yes. I'm on diagonal. Yeah, yes. yeah, okay. it's, it's five foot. <laughs> yep, that's fine then. I'll take that. Uh, and then I'm gonna. Um... I take it Serpent's Tongue is still open, right? Because I haven't put it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would yeah. have, like, flicked the blade out seeing the conflict. Um, uh, I'm going to piss um, <laughs> this guy with Serpent's Tongue. Pierce! Pierce! You fucking freaks, not piss! I'm gonna piss. I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run piss. off and just piss <laughs> on him. <laughs> Flint just it's flops out. It's an intimidation out, move. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're gonna go to PSM, yeah? Yep. Okay. You gotta do what uh... you gotta do. <laughs> you have all just woken up. <laughs> Kyrie's like, oh god, now I need to piss. Uh, that's a 16. That's on number three. Hit. Hell yeah. Okay, so that is 1d8. Yes. That's only four points of damage. That's okay. Oh, that's As. Funny. You see these people attacking Little Bird. You just full tilt, sprint towards this dude, flip out the blade, and almost like a lance, just pierce him straight in the upper thigh. And he kind of, oh, fuck! Yeah, they uh, <laughs> You gonna do anything else on your turn? Or? No, that's it. Okay, it is now Ivani's turn. Question, how far can I yeet a drunk person? <laughs> <laughs> What's your strength? Uh, then. Because Kairu's <laughs> technically in medium armor as uh, well. No. Okay. Uh, please roll highly. <laughs> please roll highly. I want to see what this does. Yeah. All right. Go on. I'll, I'll let you roll for it. Roll a d20 for throwing Kairu. Sure. And then uh, at disadvantage. Where? But wait. Um, is it possible I can move first and then throw? Uh, you'll be moving half speed because you're carrying someone. Yeah, that's good. Okay, where do you want to move? Uh, just diagonally. Diagonally. It's like a whole Harry Potter scene. Uh, how, uh, just your max movement? Yeah. Uh, I think the tree tiles. Five, if 10, it's 15, so you'd get here. And then I need to move Breeze as well, because Breeze is being dragged along unwillingly. <laughs> and you're going to try and throw Kyrie. Yes, at number four. I'm not sure you're gonna get it that far, but roll a d20 at disadvantage. I shall roll. So roll two and then give me the lowest number. Ah, uh, that's a six. <laughs> <laughs> Into the ground I go! <laughs> fly, was that out of, fly. Was that out of both of your rolls? You, your lowest was a six? Six and the other was twelve. You drag Kyrie along by like the collar, Kyrie dragging their feet, and you go to launch her into the air. But as you do, you don't quite get have the strength. So instead, you just kind of do the movement like you're gonna throw and let go and hope for the best. And Kyrie just face plants. Wait, Kyrie, you're now pro. Is it possible I do the the judo throw over my back? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, fuck it, for flavor's sake. I'll say you go to judo throw Kyrie, knowing that that is not a throw that can throw people long ranges. Kyrie, you are now prone. Your next action will have to be used for getting up. Uh. 
<laughs> just uh, just like a just like a Pardon, Ashley? Standing is half movement. Yep. Oh, is it? Oh, right. My bad, then. It is now Bandit 4's turn. Who is going to go and I attack. <laughs> God, I hate you, generic Bandit 4. Uh, is going to go and attack March. No, wait. He's not even going to move. He's not even going to move. Oh. He's going to use his light crossbow. Well, two can play that game. Um, I have a much bigger projectile right here. <laughs> I don't know what that means, and I don't want to. That's going to be a 21 to hit. <laughs> yeah, I might hit. Hang on, just check the sheet. <laughs> yeah, 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 just in Thanks, case. Me a sec. That might be a bit close. Um, that's going to be 9 damage. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. I rolled a d8 okay. plus 1 and got 8. <laughs> Great. Uh, where are you? So oh god, you're too hell. <laughs> he sees that you've just stabbed his friend in the leg, pulls out his crossbow and just... Oh, and it hits you square in the fucking, like, front shoulder, just <laughs> straight. It is now going to be Bandit 2's turn. Uh, Bandit 2 is going to... He's going to start making a beeline. Ivani and the person currently laid on the ground, oh, perfect. thinking it's going to be an easy kill. My target is much closer now. I can throw with much more accuracy. Bandit 3's turn. If the axe is just a throw, how much damage does Kyrie do? Uh, none. Oh. Kyrie's armor protects them, and the fact they're still in a semi-drunken state. Yeah, how much damage... It's like when you fall over drunk and you don't feel it, and then you wake up the next day like, oh. Yeah, but what damage would the bandit take if Oh, finally managed to <laughs> yeet Kyrie into it. 20 mental I'd damage. roll a d6. Yeah, and, d6. and mental damage. <laughs> um, he's, this bandit is going to push around the corner of Flint and go and try and attack Little Bird out of fear for um, <laughs> Flint piercing their leg. I mean, he saw me disembowel a man. He didn't see that. You were there and there was a tree in the way. After getting here, he now sees his friend dead on the floor, disemboweled, but that's a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to swing his sword, but swings way too wide and doesn't have time to stop his arm, so he puts his other shoulder up and cuts into his own arm a little bit. He takes, uh, fuck it, a d4. Two damage. Because they just do, like, what I did yesterday, and he tries to swing for a human height. Yeah, it's now Kyrie's go. <laughs> Good. Uh, face full of dirt. Uh, <laughs> Kyrie would get up and like look around and just look past Obani and try to look for the first person who would have put their face in the dirt and they would probably <laughs> see number two. Yeah. And go absolutely bad shit. So, <laughs> uh, minor action would be like. Just getting up, and then it would be sprinting yeah. to their face. Well, yeah, you've got just enough movement to do that. As you pick yourself out of the dirt, you just full on push Ivani out of the way, and still like getting up off the ground, break into like a stumble sprint towards him. Yep. What are you gonna do? Uh, now probably just can I like bash with my shield? <laughs> Man, that's two days in a row people have asked if they can bash with their shield. Um, 
Yeah, roll roll a d20. Um, and we'll count it as a d10 of damage. Because you're, 14. you're like... Oh, you're 14. 14 hits. <clears throat> Nine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Got a massive as fucking paladin in full armor running at as you. you. Yeah, as you get up off the ground and full, like, low sprint at this dude with your shield out, you essentially rugby tackle him, but with a fucking iron shield in between the two of you, I just launch this dude onto his fucking ass. You can see, like, as you've gone and done it, you've broken, like, he grabs his chest almost instantly. So many of his ribs are just fucking shattered at this point. Start the round again, Gooey, what would you like to do? Um, sort of peeking the, their head out of the little bush and sort of looking around, eyes narrowing at the one that's right off in the distance. They're going to take their staff and start wafting the air almost as if they're cleaning out dust, and little blue sparkles begin to form in the air. Now I'm going to center a point on the river and cast Sleep. So, three, four, and five will be affected by this, so I need to roll okay. 5d8. Okay, so whoever's got the lowest hit points, starting with 25, falls asleep, minusing that off. So I believe the one who would probably be the most hurt would be 3, right? Uh, Bandit, 3 is at 5, the mage is at 5, and 4 is still at full health. Okay, so 3 would fall asleep. Alright, 3 is asleep. Okay, then what? what's the hit points that they had? Uh, three had five, the mage had five, okay, four so, had full health. Okay, so five then falls asleep. Whoa. And how many points does four have? Eleven. They... Hang on, five, five, They're ten. Well. Yeah, they would also go to That's sleep. That's twenty-one. And then you was just going to sort of see they fell asleep, do a little, like, fist to the air, and then duck right back under the bushes. <laughs> the sparks... Uh, from Gooey's one lift up into the air and rain down almost like like when you take out an old duck and uh, buck and blow the dust <laughs> mm-hmm. on an old duck yep an old duck and they it rains down on uh, these three people and although you can't see the face of five because these masks don't actually have eye sockets it's completely just closed over their, their posture kind of slumps and their head rocks slightly. Their arms go limp, same as three and four. Would you like to do anything else with your turn? Nope, just hide in that bush. <laughs> okay, little bird, you, why, what would you like to do? Oh, well, I'd like to go and stab number four in the chest. <laughs> okay! Uh, 17. Oh, I rolled Did with you have advantage? Yep. Uh, 17. The other okay, roll was six. It was in that one. Um, you going there or diagonal from it? Uh, diagonal. They do instantly uh, wake up if they survive this. Uh, nine damage. You, after seeing them fall asleep, you take this opportunity. Start running towards number four. Jump up in the air. Spin your blade in the air. And just down into his chest. And he goes... <gasps> and wakes up. He Quiet. is in severe pain. My head but... bite. <laughs> you do have advantage, by the way, because he's asleep. Yeah, yeah, advantage. Yeah, oh, it was okay. Nice. 
Yeah, I got um, a 12 and a 1. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can headbutt him, but it's going to be more of a knob butt. I can't, it's a bonus action. Alright. What do you want me to roll? D20. Straight? Yeah. Alright. Uh, 5? <laughs> 5 does not hit. Weird. After being skewered by this fucking blade, he sees that you, rather than headbutt, open your beak and go to peck at this man in the crotch. He kind of backs off and stumbles backwards, like partially kind of like falling in the river. And he's now like one of his legs is up to like the knee in just water. And he's like, he's about the same height as you now, actually. It was an intimidation tactic. <laughs> uh, it's now the bandit mage's turn again. The bandit mage is going to... Uh, They're asleep. asleep. <laughs> They're asleep. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do I have to throw? roll to... They they just stay asleep until someone takes an action to wake them up. Or There's got to be a wisdom saving throw. Would it not be like them. a wisdom saving throw? I'm reading yeah, through would. it here, no, it yeah. Say... Nope, sleep is different. It's a very nasty spell if it works. <laughs> it does It does last until one minute. Yes, it does. So oh, yeah, there yeah, is yeah. A, there's That's a time limit. That's, That's ten, ten times. Yeah. yeah. Do so not they're worry. just asleep. They're asleep. Sleep, little um, mage. I mean, you can slap them awake if you want. Yeah, you can if you so desire. Um, so, his turn skips. Flint, what would you like to do? Uh, you are very hurt. I am dying, yes. Um, Tactical retreat. I, <laughs> I think I will. I'm going to make a tactical retreat. Oh, you can, um, are, you can hide oh, yeah, as well if asleep, you want. So. I have got ranged weaponry, so... Three's also looking pretty beat up. And mm -hmm. asleep, so you'd get advantage. Yeah, I'm going to make a tactical retreat and then attack it with my uh, light crossbow. How far back are you going? Um, I'll go next to Orvani. More uh, friends. I'm dying, please fun. help. More people to throw. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> you throw Flint. He passes out in your arms before you can even make him hit the floor. No. Um, yeah, you're gonna go for a hand crossbow on him? Yeah. Do I get advantage on that? Uh, yeah, because oh, he's asleep. God, neither of those were good. Um, that was a four. With oh. advantage? That's your I got, highest? I got a three and a four. <laughs> what are, you, are you adding stuff to that? I don't know. You're oh, you should dexter, be adding to this. <laughs> yeah, it should be dex and sure. proficiency, so it should be yeah. Yeah. whatever. Yeah, to hit uh, is uh, plus dex and proficiency to the t 20 would be like plus four or something. Right, yeah. okay, sorry, I'm doing this wrong. Um, so you would be at eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which still doesn't hit. <sighs> as uh, you see that he's fallen asleep, you're like, oh, fuck. You try and use this as an opportunity to get away and fire loosely a crossbow bolt behind you. And it thump, narrowly misses Little Bird's head. I've never hit him with this. And just thing. splashes into the water. You just hear a surprise squawk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry! Just shout from the other side of the room. Uh, it is now Avani's turn. Ah, yes. What to do? Hmm, there's another person here. So... <laughs> no, no. Get back in there! <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I think Avani would say something to uh, uh, Kairi. Something like, 
Yo, did you see that? That person just judo threw you in the dirt. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're not gonna let them do that, are you? The hell, man. <sighs> just uh, to uh, <laughs> provoke, carry a bit. All right, flaming. No, absolutely <laughs> flaming. I mean, that's a, speaking as a free action. So yeah, yeah, I, I know, no, just a context. I think um, I will do something, some. I think I have not done before, I cast a spell that's not actually a cantrip. Oh. oh. Um, is there a possibility for a 15-foot cone to hit a number 3 and 4, but not level <laughs> bird? Um, I Down mean, reach? a 15-foot cone would hit... Right there. Would hit... It would hit Captain it. It would and hit no one here. else. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, but I mean, if I move up, of course. Hmm. Um, Maybe? You'd have to be stood next to three. Yeah, next to mm -hmm. three and then like aim towards number five. So the cone hits three and four. Uh, if you're stood here, it would. And you want to try and get that. No, 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 like to the left of three. To the mm. Like here? Yeah. Well, no. To the no, left, to the exact oh, left of three. Oh, my bad. And then aim it right. So here. And towards. It would probably go like that. Still aim it right. <laughs> so, like yeah, yeah, it would get here. <laughs> but it's 15 foot. Oh, yeah, yeah each one reach. is five foot. Ah, that's true. I'm gonna do a spell. Never mind. That's a bad idea. <laughs> because they're not bunched up. It's so sad. But okay, I'll I'll just move towards number three and just uh, hit him with the old firebolt. But. Uh, you're getting next to him to do fireball? Yeah, why not? Okay, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Now to cast. <laughs> Look, I'm not throwing everybody, anyone to, today <laughs> anymore. <laughs> a bad idea. Would technically have advantage because still asleep? Yeah, yeah, yeah technically. Advantage. Just aim it right up his nose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the fuck? That's not okay. okay. What did you roll? I got 37, that's not right. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> did, you, <laughs> oh, did you roll 2d20? It's <laughs> just one Yeah, thing. I think. Oh, here we go. Um, 11. Uh, that's your highest. Um, oh. No, advantage, 21. Right? I forgot I had advantage. 21. Okay. Yeah, 21 hits. Uh, roll damage. What was it again? Oh, dude. Jesus, 19. You sprint up to number three, seeing he's asleep. Start reciting the incantation for your spell. Place your hand on his chest. And there's like a dull thud. And smoke just begins pouring out of this guy's chest. And you watch him just collapse onto the ground. That man is fucking dead dead. <laughs> nice. You must have yeah, like a... Is that like an ability thing? That's dope. What? What? Fireball? I was just saying 19 damage, that's dope if you have an ability that adds. No, I do have like sorcery, um, what's it called? Feature. Which is uh... like another damage, I don't... Wait, wait, is that correct? 19 might be a little high actually. Yeah, 19 is very high for a d10. Yeah, I have no, a 10, can... plus, uh... let's see, plus 2, plus, oh, plus 1. Actually, so it's 13, I think. You still kill him. Yeah, that's still yeah, a kill. <laughs> same effect. Same yeah, man's had 5 <laughs> HP. Just a little uh, less smoke. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Bandit 4's turn, but he's asleep. Bandit 2's turn is gonna make a swing for Kyrie. Uh, he's gonna, like, get up off the ground, kind of grasping his ribs with one hand. Are gonna painfully make a swing at you. Uh, that is a. Da -da 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 -da. 11. That doesn't hit. He goes to swing, but as he does, he gets a shooting pain in his arm and he kind of uh, drops his sword and, like, grabs the other side of his chest. Kyrie, what are you gonna do? Uh. Very fired up. I'm gonna fling both my sword and my my shield to the side and just literally just charge on him and just push him on the floor and just try to grab him pwn him uh I'll let you roll for a punch yeah, or yeah, you can try I mean. and use your trowel I'll, I'll punch I'm not using my trowel <laughs> don't want to get it bloody just roll a d20 and add strength to the attack Thanks. you wouldn't be proficient in punching 13 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, what, what, what do you want me to roll for? For a punch, d6, and then add your strength. Eight. Oh my god. <laughs> this man grabbing the side of his chest. It's all beaten up, bloody, and already starting to bruise. But as you, like, clock back, going to, like, punch him in the face, you notice his chest is bloody and just... <coughs> straight into his chest you feel bones like breaking underneath your hand and then all of a sudden it just becomes soft and squelchy and you've like actually dug your fist slightly into this already severely wounded right, so we chest just as you pull it out nice. little bits of like little stringy bits of blood and you can see some little fragments of bone are kind of like stuck to your knuckles still that man is dead uh in my sub-action, can I just, like, spit on him and then just slowly walk to Captain? Yeah, I'll, I'll count spitting on him as a free action. Yeah, and then slowly You all seem to like kicking dead people in the slowly head Slowly walk to Captain, so. and then for my next turn, I'll just ready lay on hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, top of the round. Gooey, what are you doing behind your tree? Uh... We're gonna just poke the head out again. And just sort of, <laughs> yeah. Like an ostrich. And just survey. Um, and use my full movement to move closer to Ovani. Okay. Diagonally. So you got. Uh, is it 25 or 30? <laughs> 25, yeah. Okay. 5. 10, I wanna learn spells, 15, bro. Show me. 20, 25. Okay, yeah. And then. Dude. Magic missile at Ovani. <laughs> <laughs> the betrayal. Uh, I mean, hmm. the thing number five did is technically a spell. I'm gonna use, yeah, I'm gonna use my action to dash and just get as close to the water as I can. Stand. Okay, that gives you another twenty-five, right? Yeah, so I'm gonna move to pretty much this, and then one to the right, and just, and just stand there. there. And just look okay. at the river and just look over at the almost, person asleep. Almost comical, like a Looney Tunes. <laughs> Gooey pulls up the underneath of uh, their <laughs> mage robes, and you see Gooey legs start to spin like Sonic the Hedgehog. As Gooey just. I want to imagine this Squidward sound just. 
sponge. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, little bird, what would you like to do? Oh, I'd like to kill the dude. I, I assumed as much. Uh. Oh, uh, how's 21 do for you? 21 hits him. Six damage. What are you hitting him with? Just your sword? Yeah. Okay, you uh, go and swing and just straight along his chest with the impact from before where you'd like skewered him and that. This I man just stops <gasps> gasping for air. It sounds oh, no, like he's ruptured a lung. He's yeah. like gargling as he breathes. And this man just collapses in the water. <laughs> Guys kind of suck. Bandit Major's turn, but he's asleep. This fight would have been a lot more dramatic if three of them weren't put to sleep. Holy yep. fuck. You're welcome. Yeah, that's why you bring the wizard. By the way, John, I can do that too. <laughs> fuck! I need to add more enemies. <laughs> no. Suddenly, 16 more bandits coming <laughs> from behind you. <laughs> Don't worry, 15 foot cones. <laughs> uh, Flint, what would you like to do? Oh, I'm gonna shoot the mage with my crossbow. I'm gonna try and do okay. something. Oh, that is a 20. A nat 20? No, that's oh. a c- oh. <laughs> No, Roll it's a dirty 20. Um... Oh. Sorry. Hmm. Uh... As the arrow just sort of flies past Gooey's spin run, just be like, Put their arms in an X and just turn red. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> no, as in like a no. <laughs> Don't. How much damage? Oh, uh, that's ten. <laughs> and how do you want to do this? Ah, just right through the mask. Shoot him right through the mask in the head. Okay. Um, as you see, this dude is still asleep. You ready up your crossbow, you get on your knee, and you take a really precise aim and just loose an arrow. All of you hear this arrow just whiz past, and then it, as it cracks into the mask, the the end with all the feathers kind of sticking out from between the eyes, just underneath where the horn is, and the other end poking out the back of the skull as this black ooze starts to spill from both sides. I would like to very quickly loot him because I I know what's gonna happen. Next. <laughs> He's gonna burn up. Just <laughs> what happened last time. I don't think Fuck. people are supposed to do that. <laughs> I don't think yeah. people are supposed to black ooze from their face. Just turn no, to no, you. No, not that kind of ooze. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're always just good. <laughs> Turns a little pink. The wartime over. Yes. Right, I'm gonna roll the touchy touchy healy healy. Uh, How fastly flowing is this Ooh. river of curiosity? Not very. It's just a gentle stream. Uh, heal six. Very nice. Ooh. Max. If worse comes to worst, I'm pretty sure Little Bird still has one of the vials of healing root. No, not me. Uh, I oh, it's Nyax that's got it. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm, I'm looting this guy. Someone okay. comes to you, severely injured, and then you just walk <laughs> off and then kill them. <laughs> Look, priorities, okay? So, we'll start with Nyax. As you get closer and you trudge through this little river, you can see, like, the mask is now all cracked and splintered. 
it is most definitely Calanthea's horn that's kind of been embedded into the center of it. And it looks like the mask is growing to like attach the horn to itself. Um, mm. You find uh, maybe 10 gold, a couple of coppers. Uh, and as uh, you're rummaging and your hand touches the mask, a flood of knowledge hits you again. Uh, the mask this time. Yes. Because you've already been touched by him once. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. You're going to have to stop looting these scary men with masks. <laughs> but like, see, last time the guy just burned up in flames and we didn't get anything from him besides uh, like one thing. Yeah, his mask wasn't broken then. Before you, uh, fucking Ashley just cleaved the man in twine. Twain. Twain. Twine is string. <laughs> you could do that at 18th level. Yeah, probably. Uh, give me a second. Yikes. Check your, um, what do you call it? Your PMs. You now have two new things. Ah, uh, god damn it. <laughs> Um, uh, Ivani's gonna yeah. start hyperventilating. Yeah. You watch as Ivani's rummaging through this thing and their hand kind of touches the mask. All the red markings that were once on the mask that was like coming down from the horn and on either side along the eyes and down the face slowly, like almost like drip and start going up Ivani's finger and onto their body. Ivani, you now have two red bands around your wrist that are, like, on your skin as well. Gooey's just gonna... Gooey's just gonna do, I... like, nervous hands and just <clears throat> kind of leap into the water, but doesn't actually sink, just kind of turns into a puddle. Gooey disintegrates in the water. <laughs> they lose all form. Just kind of turns into a puddle with a, with a hat and a the clothes are sort of attached to the sticky substance, just kind of like shimmies across the water. <laughs> oh. Can I roll to roll to um panic? <laughs> yeah, roll to panic. <laughs> um, the rest of you. That's a two. Uh, you're That's not panic. panicking that bad. You're strangely calm for what's just happened, uh, and it's a little worrying to you, like mentally, but you're <sighs> you're just not panicking. I am very worried. <laughs> no, you're not. The roll said otherwise. Um, I am strangely not worried. Because um, the rest of you are like kind of spread out, I'll just let you know what was like on a lot of them so you can share it out between yourselves. You find four scimitars. Just general run-of-the-mill iron scimitars. Um, you find another 32 gold. Um, and... Uh, you find uh, instructions um, that are in a very familiar handwriting that you've seen before with the symbol on the bottom of it again almost like rather than the other ones that look like pristine this one looks like it's been done by hand of the black hand with the blue flames um, mm. they weren't supposed to escape Go and deal with them. We've already taken out one of them. Their numbers should be few and they should be easy to deal with. They can't know anymore. Signed, Idrinden. 
other than that, you don't really find much else. It seems like they had enough gold to get them some things on the way and like pay for travel and a couple of nights at stay at a tavern and like food and booze and stuff like that and to have their weapons repaired, but nothing else. And uh, what about the mask that's shattered on the ground? Uh, again, it's like stuck to the face. One screw you try and remove it? Yeah, very carefully try to remove it. Okay, whereabouts are you grabbing it? Because it's like split almost in like an X from where the arrow hit. Uh, <laughs> guess from the side? Okay. As you kind of... It's, it seems like it's a lot stronger attached and you can't quite get a good grip of it. Like, it's it's just not coming loose. However, as you go to get another grab on it, Calanthea's horn breaks off of it. You now have Calanthea's horn in your inventory. Can Gooey solve by this point shimmied, of, shimmied across yeah, yeah, the yeah. river? You're, just, you've watched this happen. You just kind of uh, waddle over. While, I'm, while we're like going over the body, can I just sort of try and stealthily bomb some of the fucking gold into my pockets? Roll a d20. Uh, I did slight hand it, go on. Yeah, roll slight hand. Are you stealing from a Vani? Nine. Um, everyone else, uh, apart from, so, Kyrie and, uh, Flint, roll perception. Just a d20 with whatever your perception mod is. Four. And Flint's? Oh, uh, oh, it's a 16, okay. Okay, so Flint, you notice Little Bird trying to pocket some of the coin themselves. Oi, oi, like shout over while I'm getting healed. Oi, I see. I'm just going to hurriedly pocket oi. it and then just run off into the woods. Get back here. Try and shuffle it get, while I'm <laughs> You get six gold. So I said there's 32 gold, right? So there is now... 26 left to share between yourselves as you see fit. Um, I'm broke, right? As you're looting, you hear like wet slapping running towards you. Oh. And the mayor's always like, oh, oh god, are you alright? I'm gonna give him a thumbs up as I run past. I, I don't think it's safe that you stay here anymore. They're probably going to send more people after you. Not only best off for yourself, but probably best off for the town. That we're, we're grateful for all you've done, but I think it's best that you you go to a town with some of the peacekeepers in it. Um, everyone apart from Kyrie would know who the peacekeepers are. So the peacekeepers are the um, lowest ranking officials that work underneath the crown. They're essentially like town guards. Uh, they patrol areas and stuff like that. They're not necessarily super strong, but there's enough of them that it deters a lot of um, villainous people from fr trying to, like, attack towns and stuff like that. I'd imagine I've probably had a few run-ins. Well, you're from a different continent, aren't you? I'm, I mean, I will you open a city one day. I mean, technically, I am also from a different continent. Yeah, because you two are on the boat into the continent together, so you two are from a different place that I'm working on, don't worry. Um, <laughs> Flint may also have had run-ins with these on occasion. Probably. 
but you've probably tried to stay clear of them because the crown is something to be feared. Mm. So, as Avani was expecting the body to burn up, like last time, it's just uh, unsure what to do. Um, uh, leave the bodies. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get the the townsfolk to to hide them where we know wolves are. The wolves will ravage them. If if the merchants come back, we'll tell them that we haven't had them come into the town or anything like that. They'll go looking. They'll think wolves have attacked them. Uh, okay. Just and I would uh, like to add. Vani just had a reali realization. Um, does he see any of the, the pages from a no. book? No, he doesn't notice them. Uh, there are none. Ah, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, because that's also something we really found last time. Yeah. Did the mage that... turn to Oo? To Goo, sorry? No, no, the mage is still there. Because oh, so, you mentioned the mask was trying to get ripped off, but it was kind of like sticking yeah, to it, something. It's almost like a, a tar, where it's like the mask itself is fused to the flesh. And Goo just kind of, like, if Ovani sort of gave up with that, just kind of, like, try and stick their fingers behind the mask, and, like, try and use the back of their palms to dissolve the tar, and, like, try and pry the mask off that way. As you put your hand onto this, like, black substance that has seeped out from the mask and has slowly spread across this thing, a single black tendril kind of flicks on the inside of your hand, and then another one and then another one, and it slowly starts spreading across the back of your hand. Uh, uh, fuck. Who <laughs> just turns white and is just, like, frantically flicking their hands, like, as if they've just seen a spider in the corner of the room. It, it, as you pull back, a little bit of the goo from the back of your hand kind of stays there, and you watch as these tendrils slowly get bigger and bigger, and then your goo loses form, and into water and they slowly attach themselves again to the side of the head. Uh, should we do something about that? Mm hmm. Who just kind of looks to you, to Avani a little uh, bit uh, and turns a little bit red and the eyes kind of narrow a little. Rolls up one of their sleeves and just sort of takes the uh, crystal and the staff and just like Lolly strikes it across the arm, kind of tearing off a little bit of their own arm, and just points the staff down at the mask and will cast Acid Splash on the mask, as it is kind of miffed them, miffed them off a little. Yeah. Uh, the acid sprays fall from your uh, the, the tip of your staff, almost like um, when you see an insect like shoot its venom out of its mouth, and it splashes across the mask. The mask begins to bubble and pop and from underneath the mask you hear a and it slowly fades as the mask and the head and everything else that was on that area bubbles away into nothingness just a pile of sludge on the floor are there still tendrils on Gooey's arm? No, no, no. When Gooey pulled their arm away, it, like, the tendrils ripped off a, a small piece of the back of the hand, but other than that, oh, there okay. is nothing in Gooey's hand. That's still, yeah. That piece is still missing, by the way, and Gooey's just kind of not really noticed. 
just kind of puts a hand, thumbs up with the hand that's missing a part of the hand. And just turns around and then falls, slumps back into the river and just shimmies across it. The mayor is looking over what's happened. He goes, I, uh, I think Cast Vault might be the best bet for you. It's close. We don't get along with them on the best of terms, but it's probably the best for you at the moment. It's a, it's a sizable town. There's, there's peacekeepers there. There'll be a number of things to help protect you and help you not be attacked by these people again. Yeah, let's let's do that. And uh, Vanny sort of depressed, depressively, depressively that word. Uh, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> he sort of slumbers across. I guess he goes to sleep. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Somberly so, uh, walks, like sad and depressed. Yeah, and like yeah, like sad. Yeah, sluggishly. Yeah, sluggishly is another one. Yeah, yeah, that's a word. That is a word. You are correct. Astuto intellect. <laughs> you learnt a new word. <laughs> um. So, are you all together and going to head to Castfall? Yeah, I'd like to uh, slowly pull my extremely bloody hand away from the captain and apologize very sincerely <laughs> as I've just wiped just, blood all yeah. over. Just the, the shoulder uh, is just yeah. red now in a handprint. Yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll snap over it and be like, what What just happened? Where, where are we going? Are, are we going anywhere? Are they all dead? Are, like, what? Whose gold have I got? Whose heart is Who this? Who am I? <laughs> Who spells Eddie? <laughs> what happened yesterday? Yesterday didn't happen, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, so I like, I like how Gary isn't drunk anymore, like a hangover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So are you all gonna start making your way to Castle? Yeah, I guess with shaky hands, I start walking. Yuri just holds okay. up one half of a hand with a thumbs up. It's only like a 50 pence piece that's missing out the back of your hand. It's still missing. Kui's just not realised. <laughs> just doesn't care. No. Kui's also just going to like kind of just almost like brush the air near Kairi and the captain and use prestidigitation to just clean off the blood that's on them. <laughs> I, uh, I also give uh, the captain a vial of the What's it called? Uh, healing roots. Yeah. So add that to inventory. It's what? What did we end up calling it? Because you had uh, healing, healing salve. Healing salve. That was it. It's like it's essentially aloe vera, but made out of like aloe vera stuff that you put on a wound, but made out of a root uh, that you find growing sometimes. Uh, that Kyrie now knows how to make after being shown. Um, and it heals. I think it was one. D four or just was it was it just four health? No idea. Good question. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I said it was just straight up four health. Because the healing root was one D four, but if you turn it into a salve it's a guaranteed four. It just takes a little bit of time. So you can use it now and get four health back if you'd like. Oh yes. <laughs> Chugly. Tuesday. Uh, oh don't don't eat it. <laughs> It's for putting on wounds, not ingesting. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's like, unless you're unless you're hurt from the inside. Constitution saving no. <laughs> um, as you're uh, 
making your way to Casfall. Uh, I'd like to drag Nyax into a private conversation. <laughs> okay. As you're all walking on your way to uh, Casfall, you slowly start to zone out more and more and more. Your legs seemingly walking on their own. Your body becoming completely numb. Apart from a searing hot pain on your wrist. And as you raise your arm up, you see the two red bands on your wrist are slightly glowing. Nobody else has noticed you do this. This seems to be happening all within your head as you're zoning out. And as you look at these rings, flashes of Calanthia appear in your mind of the different but few memories that you've had together. And then it cuts to Calanthia frantically writing these two spells in a book and trialing and erroring and trialing and erroring for days and weeks and months on end to get these spells right. And then your mind cuts again and you can see yourself using these same spells. You know it's you, but outstretched is the hand of Calanthea doing these spells for you. Oh, okay. And then, and you're back. So, as you approach Casval, you can see a number of uh, people wearing uh, what looks like uh, half-plate armor. Uh, with like a sigil on their chest um, a single like red uh, almost like the end of a scarf hanging down from their left shoulder on the back um, all in red on the outskirts of the town you can see like cobbled buildings and uh, the such the, the path looks very well trodden but there seems to be a large gathering of the guards uh, at the gate the wall itself uh, that surrounds what looks like half of the town uh, is made out of like pretty cleanly cut uh, stone bricks layered one on top of another on top of another and it goes maybe 25 feet up um, you can see a couple of uh, people wearing the similar armor positioned up there with uh, bows and stuff some of them are talking some of them are just keeping a a watch out on the horizon. Uh, you can see some villagers like coming out of towns, having a chat with a couple of others. They look, uh, their their clothes are like patchwork and a little bit tattered around the edges, but they look like they serve their purpose. As you're going up to the town, there's a cart that's leaving, and one of the uh, people in this armor, upon closer inspection, you can see the scarf bit on the back is red and the sigil is a square with three red lines through it and he stops you and he goes Alt how may I help? Why do you wish to enter Castvold? I nudge Gairi towards the front uh, uh, um, Hello uh, Hello I've been advised by a mayor of a, a, a following village that uh, 
the town of Basinth? Uh, yes, yes, the town of Basinth. Um, I didn't think they uh, let in outsiders. Well, we've been very kind to them and helped them with their uh, quarrels and yeah, yeah. We've we've just basically been really good task people. Um, so you're here in Castvolt looking for work? Uh, sort of. Well, is there any places to stay or like anything? What? Uh, you. We have taverns and inns, yes. Okay, uh, can we be in to stay at one of those taverns? Um, he kind of looks you all over a little bit, like in inspecting you all. Um, as he's looking at you, you can see it's uh, a fair-haired half-elf with um, like a slender face and such, and he's looking at you all judging some of you but more based on how you're dressed rather than what you are he waves at him as he stares at him (laughs) he looks at you and goes if uh, if you're looking for a tavern that's cheap I would suggest the cat and earl on the outskirts of town but if you're looking to get into town to Perhaps trade, you look like you're carrying some wares. Uh, the Hobgoblin Saloon would be the place to start. Um, I'd like to just step up to like the front of the party and uh, hold up my notebook, in which I've written, Looking for Kenku. We don't have any Kenku in this town, but we do have other winged demi-humans here. If you oh. wish to enter the city, I can grant you access, but I'll have to take all of your names, and as you are a party of five or more, I will also have to take your group name. Uh, uh. Uh. Do we have one of those? Uh. We, we huddle together and think of a group name. Um. You can just see him watching, waiting for you. Beans. <laughs> uh. Guru <laughs> just puts hand puts their hand up for a second. Bean Brigade. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just gonna start nodding furiously. Uh Kairu would agree very much with that name and uh move to the front and say my name is Kyrie Azazel. I'm the captain of the Bean Brigade. Hold, hold on, hold on. As soon as I hear the word captain, I'm just going <laughs> to grab Kyrie by the arm and pull her back and be like, what the fuck? I probably pull <laughs> yeah, out I was, a notebook, seeing... flips it to one page and writes Kyrie Azazel and then looks at the rest of you, just waiting for you to decide. I am very worriedly looking because that was a joke, but apparently we're now the Bean Crew. I'm gonna... I haven't wrote that name down. I assumed you were jesting. I'm going to point to myself and just say, Little Bird. Little Bird it is. He writes Little Bird in underneath Kyrie's name. I guess I come forward and say, Ovani is the name. Last name or? Just Ovani. Okay. Now I'd like to share. I'd like to share my name. <laughs> no, share is in the singer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he like points his pen out to 
the other two. And your names? Uh, Flint Bright. Just Flint Bright. And yourself? Name. Yes? In common, if you please. Gooey Ooze. Gooey. It's a rather fitting name. <laughs> and the group name? I was gonna say in in uh, Gooey's voice. Bean Brigade. Are you a trading company of sorts? It's gonna shrug. <laughs> Are you adventurers? Yeah. It's gonna, like, shrug and nod, like, yeah? Could we do yeah, the that same? Fits. <laughs> that, that fits. Adventurers with the name Bean Brigade? It's gonna nod solemnly. This I is guess. a name you all agreed upon. This will be in the Crown's official ledger. <laughs> I assume you're not jesting with me at this point. I see no problem with that. Fine. Sir? Are you jesting with us? He looks at you and he goes, Sorry. It's been a long day. Rough night in town. He scrolls Bean Brigade at the top. That is now your party's name whenever you will have to interact with any one of the Royal Guard. <laughs> As it should be. I, You're welcome. I regret everything. We've never made a better decision. He looks at you and he goes, If you do decide to change from Bean Brigade. I'd advise talking to the owner of the library in Oremond. They handle all of our documentation. There will be a fee, of course, but your party shall henceforth be named Bean Brigade within our ledgers. Um, I'm gonna pull my book out again and, and just write down uh, where could I find history information and show it to him. History information? Um, I'm, I'm not overly certain. I've only been in this town a short while. I was positioned here four days ago from Orimund. Um, it might be ask, worth asking one of the residents, perhaps. Now, please, move along. I have other people to deal with. And you can see a horse and carriage with uh, a solemn-looking uh, human sat behind you on the carriage. It's back filled with grains and such and he's gesturing at you to move forward with the book shrug and walk forward I guess to the what's sea. your name give us your name my name <laughs> yeah I don't believe I'm at liberty to tell you oh come on forgot <laughs> roll persuasion yeah roll persuasion yeah. to get him to tell you his name okay where Flynn has like a plus 20 to preservation. Uh, that is an 18. Fuck me. <laughs> he goes, well, I suppose I can tell you. My name is Travelor. That's the name that actually came up. T-R-A-V-A-L-O-R. <laughs> it's better than Jam Word. <laughs> no, hang on. <laughs> jam Word. My name is Traveller. Ah, I see you're a traveller as well. <laughs> My, how you jest. 
I had a copper piece for every time that joke had been said to me. I I'd, I'd give him a to... copper piece. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, small one. And he kind of looks at it and just looks at you and he's like, pockets it, keeps gesturing for you to go in. I'm just gonna I give walk. him some finger guns and <laughs> walk in. I'm just gonna yeah, walk. I'm a copy of the captain, finger gun. Walk by and turn to him and say, hey look, now you're almost as rich as the time where you just did the bean group brigade and then just walk out. <laughs> he sighs. Hands the book to another person. He goes, I'm going for a walk. (laughs) 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 Oh, poor, poor, poor person. As you enter the gates of this town, it seems a lot nicer than the, uh, the exterior, the, the, pathway is actually made of cobble you can see quite a few better dressed people walking around on the inside um the buildings all seem to be made with stone wood and what looks like cement like they've built uh i'm trying to think like medieval townhouses essentially like tudorian style housing uh, so you would have came into the south district. It's quite a narrow tunnel uh, towards like where the center of the town would be. And as you're walking along, looking around, there's a, a beggar kind of sat with a half barrel, like his legs wrapped around it. He goes, travelers, and looks at you all. Kind of reaches out a finger and gestures you to come forward. I wonder if you just go up to him and crouch down. May I interest you in a game of Potter's Luck? I'm just gonna roll my eyes like I've read this before. You will waddle over. Uh, you seem new. I'll, I'll make you a deal. You play a game of Potter's Luck with me. If you win. I'll tell you where to find the nearest tavern, where that maybe will work for you. I win. Each of you has to give me a coffer. Okay. Do we just look straight at him? It's like crouched down. Do you know the rules of Potter's luck? No. He uh, he looks at you all and he goes, Well, first of all, the buy-in price is a single copper. And he puts a copper on the top of the barrel. Uh, I'm going to put a silver down. I'm afraid I can't match your bid, traveler. I'm going to have to ask you to use a copper instead. I'm going to put another silver down. If that is what you are willing to bid, then I will accept. As long as you accept two uh, two silver for one copper. I'm going to nod. Well then. And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out four dice hands two to you. It's a d20 and a d8. And he puts them to you, uh, like, puts them in your hand and keeps the other two for himself. And he goes, roll these two dice, but don't tell me what you have. Uh, me or Dewey? Uh, you, because you put the copper, okay. uh, the silver down. And then he picks up his gold piece and he goes, flip your coin. Again, don't tell me what it is. 
No, 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 wait, don't flip your coin. He looks at you and he goes, Would you like to raise your bet? Uh, I'm going to put another silver down. Okay. He goes, All bids are final and locked in. Please, flip your coin. Now, if it is a heads, you add the d8 to the d20. If it is a tails, you minus it. The highest number wins. I had, and he shows you his dice and then puts his copper down on the table. A 10 minus 2. And yourself? Uh, I'm going to put mine down and it's a 10 and an 8. And a tails. Well, Traveller, it seems luck is not on your side. And he scrapes the dice and the coin back and pockets them. But for giving me such a handsome bet, I'll tell you where the tavern is anyway. As long as you promise to come back and play Potter's Luck with me again. I, uh, like, hold my hand over my heart. He looks at you and he goes, If you're in this part of town, you're looking for the Hobgoblin Saloon. Located in the innermost wind gate. I assume you've got the map. Just nod. Uh, he kind of gestures down the alley. Uh, like, along the alley that you're walking along anyway. He goes, follow this path. Take a left. All the way past the first set of buildings. And then take a right into a small alleyway. You should see it there. There's a sign that hangs out front of a... A happy little hobgoblin with a large tankard of ale. Just gonna hop my hand out to shake it. His like fingers uncurl and wrap around yours, and he like gingerly shakes your hand. Gonna nod, get up, and start walking. Okay. Um, by this point, um, with you interacting with this guy and stuff like that, it's it's getting late into the evening. Ivani, you wanted to do something. So I grab Captain uh, probably yeah. by the arm, sort of nudge towards the side, and I say, the, uh, Captain, you still have that amulet with you, right? Sadly, yeah. Well, um, after that fight I need something to distract myself. Maybe we could uh, do that again, you know? <laughs> nudge, what, nudge. You... <laughs> what, you want to go get some more cash? Yeah, I need something to pass time and think about something else, because I can't. Ah, okay, yep, I'm on it. Uh, Perfect. Find the nearest trinket shop. Yeah, Are do you we... asking that to the old guy? <laughs> That's where the nearest my trinket shop is. Yeah. Okay, he looks at you and he goes, If it's trinkets and magical wares that you're looking for, I would advise going to Dooley's. Dooley's Scriptorium. It's, again, in Windgate. Uh, I think it's about five doors down from the tavern. Oh, from the, the tavern? Yeah, from the tavern that he told you about a moment ago, the Hobgoblin Saloon. Oh, perfect. Dooley's a wonderful woman. A little intimidating, but she'll see to it that you'd be seen to. Head on over there. Let's go. Yes, why, thank you for the information. You're more than welcome. 
How do you think I sit out by the gate but to help travelers? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> you often have more coin than I do. If I can trick a couple of you into getting me some extra coin, that's fine by me. Thank you for your time. And he picks up his half a barrel and walks into a back alley. <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess we make our way towards the tavern. Okay. Um, are you all just going into the tavern for now? Uh, no, I want to go to Dooley's and talk to the woman. Okay, so... <clears throat> you make your way towards there and you see the tavern. And I'm guessing... Um, Kyrie and Gooman walk into the tavern. Yeah. Guru just kind of looks Kyrie. I'm hungry. And just hold up my hand that's missing a section of it. <laughs> I'm hungry too, Bean Man. And then I'm just gonna like drag Gooey. I would pull out my hand and like try to grip onto Gooey and pull. <laughs> okay. I don't know what the result of that is, but like... How hard are you gripping? <laughs> well, just to drag. Just to drag. Okay. I mean, it's up to DM. How do you want to do it? <laughs> we'll just we'll just say that, you know... You've got a moment with it, yeah. But yeah, they, they, you two get into the tavern. I'll come back to you two as the rest of the pot, like, the majority is going to doolies. Hmm. To be honest, so, I think Beanman should have been the captain, uh, the leader <laughs> of Bean Squad. Yeah. So, as you uh, walk a little further down, um, you see this uh, two-story kind of half-timbered building with like carved wooden doors. Um, the windows are like cross-meshed with iron and have glass in them, and there's like a faint orange glow from inside. But the sign above the door does say Dooley's Scriptorium in somehow cursive carved writing. Answer. Right, let's go scam some people. <laughs> I'm just gonna, go just gonna push my way into the front before they get scammed. <laughs> okay, as you swing open the doors, you're hit with the smell of like, uh, like old ancient tomes and scrolls and candle wax and the like. You can see along one wall, almost like um, a wine shelf, but just filled with different scrolls. Is like high up, and on the lower down section, there's like glass cabinets with a number of other scrolls and stuff. On the other wall, you can see um, a sword hanging on the wall, um, a wand, and then another glass cabinet with some uh, jewelry in it. Uh, and in front of you, there's uh, like a dark oaken table um, and leaning on the desk, kind of writing at this uh, at this scroll with a quill and ink, is this rather slender, what looks to be human um, female with fiery curly red hair that comes down to her shoulders and it's braided along one side with a couple of beads in it. Uh, she's got like these piercing green eyes and in the background on like a red puffed pillow you can see what looks to be a sleeping fox. As you get closer you can see she has several like black bands 
around the her neck and it stops just before her chin and they come down along one arm. And while they look like tattoos, as you kind of look at them a little bit more intensely, you can see that the black in them is like slowly, not like elevated, but it's like the skin is slightly elevated and it's slightly just moving. And she looks at you and she goes, Rude to stare, you know. And I hold up my hands in like apology and pull out my notebook and share other pages where I wrote down, uh, looking for history information. What kind of information? And then flip back to the page where I say, looking for Kenku. I don't know much about Kenku, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I mean, we deal in magical scrolls, that kind of thing. Need something enchanting for that, I can do. But you're looking for information. Maybe suggest a church. Gonna like give her a small bow and just head out, try and find the church. Alright, I hope next time you come in, you buy something. She looks at your other two and goes, So, how can I help you? She kind of puts her quill back in the ink pot and like crosses her arms and looks at you. Well, uh, good day. We've come here to uh, sell an item if you might be interested in it. And uh, I point towards Captain. Uh, I take Depends off what kind of item it is. I take off the amulet, put it on the table. I have this piece of old trash. This trash, why you're wearing it? Ah, it looks oh. good. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah, it looks good on me. It's a piece of rubbish we found in the uh, in a dungeon around here, uh, but eh, it doesn't really do much for us. Uh, we're seeing make, if we want. <laughs> make a deception check. <laughs> Can I assist in that yeah. deception check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so you get advantage con. in it. Okay. Um, 14. 14. She looks at and she goes, Not held of any dungeon around these parts, but... Alright, I'll, uh, I'll have a look at it. She, like, reaches out her hand. Like, are you going to give it to me to inspect? Uh, or yeah, push it along the You're just going to keep wearing it. <laughs> give it to her. She like clasps in her hand as she looks at she goes, it's a fine piece of work for finding it in a dungeon actually. Might be interesting this sort of thing. Know about it? I don't. Stone looks nice. Seems to be slightly magical though, do you know what that is? Ah, uh, I'd, I'd have to check it over with, uh, with Anzin. Could we at least, like, you can have it, we just want a bit of cash, you know, we're adventurers. I'm sorry, I have do. to check every sale with Anzin. It's, me and Anzin have been together for the longest time, I've never had a bad deal when Anzin's been here. Yeah, that's, that's fair, if it's magical, then, uh, yeah. If it's a good kind of, no, it's straight back to Irish, fuck it, she's Irish now. <laughs> If it's a good kind of uh, enchantment on it, it might get you a fair price, but I'm not the one to discern that. Actually, I might be. And you watch as one of the bands around her neck fades and a black trickle comes along her fingers and envelops the, uh, the stone. 
and her eyes fog over black and she kind of just stands there for a moment holding it and then her eyes go back to normal and the black band appears around her neck again she goes you're trying to scam me aren't you uh, shrug. <laughs> how, how come? What do you mean, my dad? You both know as well as I do what this does. I mean, if there's anything else to it, that would be really good to know. As far as I can tell, it's just an enchantment. Just a returning to person enchantment. It appears that it's bound with you. I'll not be buying this, because you're just going to take me money. But, you're interested in one of the things in the shop. Now that I can help you with. And she hands the thing back to you. But things that may help adventurers if, you know, that's your kind of thing. Well, to be honest, uh, I'm not sure what this amulet is all about. Um, but well, yeah, sure. Magic shop, we... Deal in magic scrolls and magic items. Oh, magic scrolls, I see. What kind of magic scrolls do you have then? We've got a couple of arcane, quite a few divine scrolls with that kind of thing. We also have, and she gestures onto the wall, got this uh, moon touch sword here. You can see a, a long sword that kind of wobbles ever so slightly one way, and then another, and then back and forth and back and forth. Almost like it's like the actual blade itself has rippled ever so slightly along the edge. He goes, a piece like that will set you back about 250 gold. <laughs> I look at the captain. Don't look at me. We've established for two seconds that I don't have cash. <laughs> if you're low on cash, um, she kind of pulls out a ledger and flips through it. Um, in our lowest price range, we've got... Uh, this ring, she gestures to one of the rings in the box. Ring of Drifting Tongue, uh, that's only uh, three gold. We've got uh, Divine Scroll for Command, that's 25. Uh, Divine Scroll of Virtue, that's 12 and 5 silver. Entropic Shield, 25. You said something about a ring? Tongue, uh, something? Hey, uh, a ring of Drifting Tongue. It allows uh, the wearer to speak common, just fluently, regardless of whether they've even got a tongue or not. Very strange magic item, almost gives them one of magic. Well, have an idea, maybe a little bird would like it. It just, uh, it just able, uh, makes you able to talk in common, right? Hey. You know what? Yeah, I would like that ring. That'll be uh, three gold. Three gold for this ring, huh? That's how much I said it was, that's how much it is. Yeah, I'm just gonna pay three gold then. She, uh, before she takes the money off you, she goes, give me a moment, she walks back, and squats down next to the fox, and you can hear her going, what do you think I'm doing? The fox kind of perks up its ears and stares at her, and her eyes go black again, and then come back and she's like, hey, that's what I thought. She walks over, unlocks the chest, takes out this ring, and on closer inspection you can see it's almost like two serpent-like snake tongues that are wrapping around each other all the way around the ring itself. And she goes, 
set you back about three gold, and it should adjust its size to uh, the wearer. Made it itself. That's why it's a little bit on the cheaper side. I'm not great with enchanting, but scrolls I can do. And uh, it adjusts itself to the user, right? And if I were to give it to someone else as a gift, would it still oh, yeah, adjust? Yeah, yeah, it adjusts to the ring size. Oh, that's, that's good. We put that on all of our uh, jewellery, so regardless of who you get it for, or what ratio are, it fits. We used yes. to charge extra for it, but it seems oh, kind of rude. Nobody chooses what race they are, or their upbringing. I'll gladly take the ring then, and I uh, pay in the gold coins. Yeah, she scrapes them off the table and goes, It's a pleasure doing business with you. If you ever need a uh, shield, uh, if you ever need uh, scrolls or parchment or anything of the arcane, really, you can come and see me. Well, there was this one thing that uh, right. happened recently. No more leers. Uh, I would like to take out Kalantia's horn. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, I would like to show it to her. Maybe she looks at it and she goes, We don't... We don't deal in... Body parts here, that's... A little bit disrespectful, honestly. Well, I, I can understand that, but... I... Honestly, I have... Just... Can, can you tell me what this is, to be honest? Like... It's magical... Magically enchanted, or... There's something she, to do with magic, but... She picks it up the same blackness in the eyes and the band disappearing and the black bit coming from her fingers and wrapping around the item and then back and she goes this appears to be a normal horn if I'm honest dense bone that of the humanoid race I'll add but again we don't really deal with that kind of thing here well uh, thank you anyway for trying to see what it's about thank you for the uh, three gold uh listen I don't know much about magic or whatever you guys are doing there are weird cult shit we need to talk about but that's for the tavern um <laughs> you better not be doing anything fucky with the items i sell here no no cult shit none of that i hope not uh but your way of I i'm terrible with understanding magic but is there any way that you can understand the history of an item, like how it was made, so and no. so forth? Unfortunately, all I can tell is what it's made out of and what enchantment it's got on it if it's got one. Yeah, fair. It's nice at this why. point that you remember you had a similar um, person on your ship back when you used to run it. There were a race of people called Intexan, mm. which are um, people from the. Humans from the Shadow Realm uh, that are given these black, almost like tattoo marks on their body while still in the womb, um, and it allows them to do varying things. But other than that, they're just normal people. Hmm. Okay, that's fine. Thanks. You're welcome. Just kind of goes back leaning on a desk describing her notes and I assume you're going back to the tavern I'm heading back okay uh, I would like to maybe um, sort of see what this fox is about it's like in the back of the room behind like a desk and everything from what you can tell it just appears to be a fox sat on a plush red cushion 
Can I roll for that? For what? Perception on it? Yeah, just... I'm not really buying that. That's just a normal yeah. fox. roll the perception on <laughs> uh, Eight. Not good. Just looks like a normal fox. Well, normal fox. <laughs> guess, I'm, uh, guess I'm hiding My out. <laughs> <laughs> so, as... Um, Kairi and Gooey enter the uh, tavern. You can see there's some modest uh, wooden building with like a wood with reinforced metal uh, door. It's got hewn wooden tables and benches. Um, and there's a lot of like good luck charms and talismans that kind of hang over the top of the bar. Um, and behind it, there's a um, innkeeper, looks human, um, kind of shaggy dark black hair and you can see like seven eight patrons just sat drinking one of them is like kind of feet up on the desk wearing a similar armor to the people that you'd seen on the uh outside of the town uh but this time with a, a green banner hanging from the back of the left shoulder um and actually instead of arms has two wings with um like three fingers and a thumb that come out of the mid joint and they're holding a, a tankard and just drinking that they seem quite at peace but a little upset uh i'll kind of walk up to them uh dragging gooey slowly behind uh puff up my wings to greet the my fellow winged uh body and just start off with it here turns around and it's at this point you can see that it's actually a harpy um like a, a humanoid harpy um wearing this same armor and everything and this time rather than the square with the three red lines through it it's a uh, diamond with three green lines through it she looks at you and she goes can i help you uh i'm, I'm kind of in the middle of something like Dealing with some shit right now. We we can we can wait. It's just me me and my friend were just a, a little bit light, uh, and we were just you looking. Can see, for as she's eat. looking at you, she's got quite a sharp face and narrow yellow eyes, curly white hair, um, and her suit. Her her armor looks ever so slightly different to like fit her physique. What do you mean you're a bit light? Uh, just, we're quite hungry. Like, we haven't eaten in a while. Um, we've been adventuring for a while, and, uh, we've only, we've only just made it here. And, uh, what we're just... And I suppose it's my job as a peacekeeper to feed the hungry now, is it? She puts her, um, tankard on the table, and gestures to the barkeep, and she goes, Two stewed... Uh, two boiled mutton and whey cheese and a, two tankards of stout. And she pings a, a, a silver piece to him. Uh, Gooey just see... You just here for free food. Gooey just sees the silver piece go flying and just kind of like pulls out the, the silver piece that they were given by the Grithby barmaid and just kind of puts it next to the harpy person and just sits down. Yeah. Sorry, friend, I don't speak um, the language that you're speaking. I'm just going to assume, and I'm just going to be like, they, they said 
you can keep your money. We just wanted to sit down and have a chat. Maybe there's something well, we can help you with. New in town? Yes. Uh, we just said that we were adventurers and we only just stumbled across this place. Sorry, I've been a bit heavy on the drink today. Rough night. <laughs> I feel that. She looks at you, her eyes, like, kind of smudged and red, and you can see, like, where she's wiped off a couple of tears on the side of her face. Lost someone to d- recently, too. Mm-hmm. It's always rough, and I'm just gonna, uh, say... I'm just gonna bring free silver to the, the barkeep and say any more that they order on them, on me, sorry. She looks at you and she goes, hmm, fair enough. She stretches out one of her, uh, like, wings with the hand on it and goes to shake your hand. I'm Kalia. I'm Kyrie. That's C-A-L-I-A. That's K-Y-R-I-E. No, <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> it's a, as they're shaking your hand, the rest of the party kind of scatter in. friends of yours? Haven't seen them around town. Yeah. Meet the Objobs. Is that your your group name? or No. Our name is the Bean Brigade, but uh, Work in progress? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me yeah, about I get it. it. I get it. Well, you might be the kind of people I'm looking for. Um, the, the What do you need? Like, where adventurers... I see this is pretty fit ones, that too. She looks at the rest of you and kind of gestures for you all to sit down. Uh, three more mutton and cheese and three more stout. As they say that, the barkeep kind of scurries along. You can see it's just a normal human. Um, he plonks down five bowls of this mutton and whey cheese and then scurries off and comes back with five more tankards of stout. He goes... Thanks, Nada. Anyway, um, you're aware of who the peacekeepers are, I'm assuming. Yes, of course. Um, so, a friend of mine, my uh, companion actually, the person that I'd been partnered with to protect this town, another member of the demi-human division, Gillip, a lizard folk. Crossbowman, brilliant shot. Oh, was. And it takes another big glug of it. Slams it back down on the table. He was killed last night in the square. Commiserations. I'm just gonna, like, act really sheepless and just kind of sink my head into the, the food thing. So. I'm guessing if you're uh, adventurers, you'll want recompense for doing this job for me. Um, um, as, as she mentions her brand, I'm just going to say, uh, in Oren, uh, may the Raven Queen bless the soul. I appreciate that, young one. Appreciate that. Takes another big plug, slams it down on the table. Guri just kind of puts their hand together <laughs> and kind of just like crushes and squeezes and uses prestidigitation to create a single uh, sort of scaled looking green rose and just kind of like places it in front of them 
just turns a little white. Lift the tankard. Yeah, what they said. <laughs> I'm not gonna In give you In terms of recompense, uh, I don't have much. I can offer you maybe 150 gold. Yeah, well, that'll do. Obviously, it, it's not much, but that'll do. And I'll just say, well, maybe there is something else what you can help us with. And I'm just gonna, like, forward, like, push a little bit forward and say, go on. Uh, can I assume she understood me in Auron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then I'm gonna say in Auron, I'm looking for information on my people. She replies in Auron to you. That's what it sounds like to the rest of you. And, well, I would be able to understand. Yeah, and you would be able to understand. She leans in and she goes, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, little one. I don't have a whole lot of information on Kanku. Um, I've heard there's a band that plays in one of the taverns in Orimund that's all Kanku. But other than that, I haven't seen any more of your kind. You're gonna like slump and just like thank you anyway. Even in the peacekeepers, as vast as our numbers are, a Kenku. Well, from what I understand, there's not a whole lot of you guys here. Not a lot left, I'm gonna say. It's like that for a lot of demi humans nowadays. What can the wars really did a toll on us? What can we do for you? I want you to find. Gillip's killer. Okay. Uh, oh, I want recompense for his life. Do we have a, want... any information on where he was last seen? Where where we could go? Any any notes what were left? Any? She nods. When we found Gillip, he was in the town square, dead. Stab wound straight to the throat. People kill peacekeepers every now and again. It happens. It's part of the job. It's sad, but it's how life is. That wasn't the strange thing. Someone had removed his hands. Just be a little bit fury, but we're like determined sort of thing. So like feared but determined is probably the best way yeah. to put it. But like you you would feel scared, but there's a little bit of fire behind yeah. the eyes. Uh, be like, okay, would... we need to get these people. Um, she leans in and looks over each of you and she goes reason the town's in Ori right now every peacekeeper is given a small chest to keep personal and private belongings in when we join the peacekeepers protection of the uh, uh, to protect the crown we're given a small sigil and she like lifts up her hand and you see in the palm of her hand like this really unique looking symbol just glow slightly our chests are bound to sigil on our hands. Only we can open it. It allows, with the amount of us there are, it allows to keep private things private, and it means that, you know, should something happen, they can undo it with our hands and give our stuff on to next of kin. However, we also get documents about ongoing peacekeeper stuff, information and stuff like that, handouts. Handouts which we would rather people not get a hold of. If you catch my drift, orders and such, where we're going to be at specific times, 
who is going to be working where, what kind of trade is going on, any kind of rumours we've heard. So if someone's got Gillick's hands, they get a hold of his box, it's all out in the open. Our entire routine for the next three weeks, every slight detail of people's shifts, where they're going to be, who's going to be with them, out to whoever killed Gillick. There was one person that saw him, just after it happened. Walking through the town, staggering drunk at night. His name is Ransom, and he's a gnome farmer. He lives in the uh, the outskirts of town, uh, where a lot of the farmers and stuff live. He's refusing to talk to any of the peacekeepers, so... About 15 years ago, Ransom's sister went missing. Before I was even a peacekeeper at this point. Rancid's sister went missing. Peacekeepers didn't really do anything to help find them. So as you can expect, he now has quite a significant distrust. I've tried talking to him. A couple of others have. Every time. Just refuses to talk. Carries on drinking. And leaves. However... You're an adventuring group. You might be able to get information from him, I can't. Where, where is he right now? She looks outside, and you can see the moon rising. Around about this time, I'd say the cat and the owl, but could also just be on his way home. He usually gets there at about midday, leaves at about 10pm. Not much to do other than farm, I guess. Well, we'll, we'll go talk to him. Uh, I, I, I can't guarantee anything, but we'll try our best. Uh, but even if we can't get anything from him, I, I promise to avenge your friend. Just find out who did it. That's all I want. And she takes another big glug. Gillip was a good man little bit weird. Mm -hmm. The scale folk go, he was alright. I'll just, with a sense of urgency, just finish my meal and finish my drink and just head away, straight away. As you're leaving, the, uh, the tavern keeper kind of goes, Oh, um, can I have a second of your time? <laughs> I'm, I'm quite busy, but go on then. I'll just walk back. Because of uh, what happened last night, the, uh, the peacekeepers, they're not too friendly with people out after dark. People tend to either stay at the tavern they're in if they want to keep drinking or head home before it gets dark. Um, we've, we've got two rooms available if you want them. That would be very kind of you. Do we... Would you accept anything from them, or...? Depends how long you plan on staying in the town. Um, we're silver a night per room. We're adventurers. I, I can't imagine that we're going to be staying here for long. Um, okay. Um, well, 
Do you want me to start a tab and you can pay when you leave? Yeah. Just include drinks and all that? Just put it on me. Okay. Name's, um, name's Kyrie Azazel. Okay, he pulls out a bit of paper and writes Kyrie on it. Um, the rest of you, um, if you all want to make your way upstairs, uh, I think it's number four and number one. Uh, I'm pretty sure those are the three rooms. There's, uh, there's some hammocks and stuff in there. Um, I'll give you the keys in case you want to leave anything in your rooms. He slides two keys over to you. I'm going to start making my way out the door. Is anyone following? Yeah, I'd follow. Is there one key available? Um, they've both taken the keys. I think Kyrie has both keys. <laughs> I thought they were just left on the... No, 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 he slid them to you. <laughs> I didn't pick them up, I just walked away. Alright, yeah, there's two <laughs> keys on the desk. Okay. One marked four and one marked three, despite him saying he thinks room one's open. It looks like they're the same key, though, so... Yui's just gonna kind of pick up some of the food and just kind of hold, like, roll back their sleeves a little on both of them and just kind of hold, like, hold the food in a cradling position. Almost like they're carrying, like, a lot of, like, a heavy box or something, and it just slowly dissolves into the arms as he sort of waddles Including over. Including the bowl? Yes. He looks at you guys, oh, I'll, um, I'll have to charge you for that. And he marks something down on his, uh... He just kind of looks <laughs> down his arms, just looks up at the tavern keeper that just turns a little bit pink. Uh, who just sort of like slaps their hand on one of the keys and it just kind of like floats in their hand or full and just kind of recoils off the table. Um, and just so I know, if any peacekeepers ask, who's staying in what rooms? I turn around to everybody else. Just gonna shrug. I'll stay in one. I just put two fingers out to Ovani and the captain. And then point to myself and just hold up my hand and see which key I've picked up. <laughs> uh, you have the key marked room three. Okay. I'm just going to grab the other key off the counter then. That one's room... Uh, it four. says room four, but, you know, it can be used for either room one or room four. Okay. <laughs> it's more so he knows how many of his keys he's got. Um... If you need it as well, um, as you go up the stairs, you've got all the doors along on, should be in front of you. At the end of the hallway, there's a small washroom, um, in case you need it. Just sort of turn to him and then kind of like, almost like as if someone stepped over my shadow, just kind of shiver a little. And just waddle over to Avani and the captain. Room? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's head to our rooms. Go upstairs and go that myself into, I think, room one. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, the key for room three unlocks room one. Um, inside, you see it's like um, timber cut into squares, kind of lining the walls along the front and back side with cobble along the left and right side. On the left side, because you're in room one, you've actually got a, a window that looks out onto. Uh, like the back area where everything is and uh, there's like four hammocks kind of tied to the wooden bits and stretched across 
in even spacing throughout the room. But just jump into the one by the window and try to meditate. I'm just going to sort of, as I'm standing next to Orvani and the captain, just sort of look at Orvani, put a hand on the shoulder, and the cut of the hand just a little melts a little bit. <laughs> Teach magic, and then just kind of turn a little bit darker shade of green. Hard words, magic easy. You want to learn magic? It just oh. kind of like turns red and just puts a hand in a cross shape and just just drops their hands really angrily and just like starts just tearing at them where their mouth should be. Magic, you. And just like starts then speaking in a very rapid pace of blops and squeals. Almost like as if someone's boiling acid. <laughs> Do you have detect magic? No. How would you know? Oh, I'm not. I'm. Gooey's just angry. Oh. Okay. They're like trying to convey something, but obviously Gooey's like you know. Gooey's gooey. Bean man. <laughs> Bean man is. You know, try putting this on. And uh, I show him the ring that I got earlier. We just kind of looks at it. Does anything happen as I put it on? Yes. Strangely, despite your all uh, goo form, uh, you feel like a warmth in the back of your throat as like a light blue light crawls up your throat and forms what looks to be a a blue tongue that fizzles slightly and then slowly like winding its way around becomes a real tongue that then fades in with the rest of your body not like visible but you know it's there now and it seems oddly familiar so did anything <clears throat> so did anything change yeah Gooey can now just speak common fluently yeah but uh, i'm saying this too to oh right to... whoops <laughs> Gooey's just kind of like staring at the at the ring, and he's kind of just like putting the hand to their mouth. Good day, old so... chap. How are you? I teach ma you magic now. I speak common. Speak understand you. Happy, 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 and just <laughs> starts so like. So while it appears Gooey can speak common. They're still not the best at phrasing sentences together. <laughs> Gooey turns bright green and casts dancing lights rapidly around the room. And just starts throwing them everywhere. You get a dancing light, and you get a dancing light. <laughs> Look under your chat. Dancing <laughs> lights for you. Oh, I'm, ha I'm, I'm happy that you are happy, man. It's great. Restitution fireworks going off. <laughs> fireworks. <laughs> The innkeep is very concerned about what's been going on in his room now. All he's heard is... And then... Speak, I can. I teach you your magic. <laughs> oh, I would be grateful if you could teach me magic. <coughs> 
he grabs your hand and then just runs over the captain, Achoo. grabs you by the shoulder, uh. and <laughs> just eats them. He <laughs> oh. was a gelatinous slime all along. <laughs> then runs them upstairs to their room. So you three would be in room four, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. And that would mean Kyrie and Little Bird would be in room one. So, while room four, pretty much the same, but reversed, you've got a window on the right-hand side. Um, there are four um, hammocks, you know, relatively spaced between, but they're, they're close enough that if someone was to swing the hammock, you would bump into the other one. Whereas in room one, with Little Bird at one end and Kyrie at the other, you have got loads of fucking room in there. <laughs> You can put your backpacks and stuff in the actual hammocks to keep them off the floor and stuff as well. Oh no, I sleep with mine in my lap. Oh yeah, you do, that's right. Especially because you're so small. Even with your backpack in your lap, you've still got enough room for another little bird if you so desire to. Oh. Right. I'm going to head off to bed. And then he kind of taps the table and the candles in the tavern just putter out. If you need me, I'll be in uh, room uh, five. Across from room one. And on behalf of everyone, I hope both the players and the listeners enjoyed today's episode. And we will catch you all next Monday. Goodbye! <laughs>